Pastor. Are y'all hearing me, okie-dokie? Oh, that's good. Well, I talked to the colonel just a day or two ago, and I said, are you going to, I said, are you going to go to the uh, homecoming at, at Auburn? He said, I'm not going. I said, you're not going? He said, no. I said, well, I wish you'd go. I said, we'll have a good time. Uh, he said, who's preaching, by the way? I said, yours truly. He said, that's another reason I'm not coming. Uh, that's a, Colonel's not coming. Uh, just yours truly is here today. Oh, by the way, I do have my brogans on. So I'm ready, to, I'm ready to cut wood, preach, whatever we need to do. So the Lord's good to us, isn't it, folks? Thank the Lord for his wonderful, marvelous, marvelous, marvelous grace. Um, it's a privilege and an honor for me to be able to speak here at Auburn's homecoming. Uh, this is my home church. I love this church. Uh, we joined when we came back up from North Carolina. We did, I'll say this, we visited 14 different churches before we joined here. 14 different churches. It's not like we just did about a fly-by-night type thing. We, I mean, jo- like Dr. Bowman used to say, he said, now men, joining a church is a serious matter. And you know what? It's a serious matter. And so, but I'm happy that we're part of this good ministry here, Preacher's Shake, and now Brother Austin's coming along. We've got good deacons and their wives and other folks who work here. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful congregation of people we have. The Lord's good to us, isn't he, folks? Every day, and this one lady in North Carolina, I said, Lord's good. She said, preacher, every day and every way. So you know what? He's good every day and every way. Now, I've got a uh, clock right here, and it says 1140. Will y'all do it? 1141. Will y'all do a time check? 1141. That's all I need to know. So what's that take? 1231. <laughs> oh, me. Well, the Lord's sure good to us. We praise his name. But wasn't the music beautiful? Well, I told Mike Campbell just a minute ago, when they fellows sang that song, the blood shall never lose its power, and you'll know you've been revived when you leave this place. I told him when he left, I said, if you can't preach after that song, you haven't been called to preach. You know what? There's this thing being called to preach. And I believe that uh, a preacher needs to make sure he's called to preach. Uh, and so I'm glad the Lord did that to me. Scared me to death a long time ago, and I'm still scared. I got cold hands. And so, uh, but the Lord's sure good, and I praise his name. We're going to pray, and uh, I hope the message today will surely be a blessing to you folks. Uh, it's been on my heart for a number, a number of weeks, even months. I've been preaching along this line, and it just keeps coming back to me. So if the Lord won't let me alone about it, so I'm going to preach it, okay, with the help of the good Lord. Let's pray. Father, we do love you today, and thank you for loving us in Christ. Thank you for the beautiful songs we've heard and the choir singing, the different specials. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you that we can look outside, and heaven above is softer blue. Earth around is sweeter green. Something does live in every hue that Christless eyes have never seen. Thank you that we can see the beauty of this earth, even though yet it's still under a curse. But one day when that curse is lifted, what a great day. And then we'll have a view from that, from that special window, and we'll see the beauty of the Lord in heaven itself. So thank you, Father, for that great Great promise and that you've given to us as your people who've been redeemed and set apart uh, for your glory. So I pray that you'll help us and you'll encourage us in this service. And I pray my message will bring that which will, will, will bring glory to you. First of all, we'll lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not be grieved or quenched. He'll move among us, speak to all of hearts in this service. Speak to me, through me, and thank you again for the privilege 
uh, bringing this message today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A number of years ago, the church in North Carolina gave Kathy and I a special gift. They sent us on an Alaskan cruise, and we got to debark in Juneau, Alaska, which, of course, is the capital of uh, Alaska. And um, my wife, of course, I said, I'm going to walk up on the side of this mountain. She said, I'm going to go to the gook shop. I'll come to the gook shops, you know, you can, get, you can just get all kind of things there. So she went in the little uh, whatnot shop, uh, souvenir shop, and I walked up the side of the mountain. All of a sudden, I heard these loud voices, and they were saying this, Where are you? We can't find you. And the voice, another voice said, Go to the cross. Go back to the cross. I will meet you at the cross. And I've never forgot those words. And you know what? What a great thing to do. And I walked about, oh, probably another hundred yards up the side of that mountain, uh, look, overlooking Juneau, Alaska. And I saw a, 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 a large cross, probably eight foot tall, and it said that it was dedicated to Father so-and-so and a number of other folks for the founding, uh, helping in founding uh, Juneau, Alaska. And I thought about, I, I, if I want to have one uh, correction, I dedicate it to the Father, uh, the Lord God himself. But yet again, thank God for those who did that. And I saw that, that uh, cross of that day, and I stood behind that cross, and I could see uh, the majority of Juneau, Alaska, and behind that cross. I thought, that's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. Uh, uh, if you ever thought about it, the Lord God put the cross, his divine masterpiece, in place in eternity past and will last to eternity future. It's always going to be the cross. I thought about this. The cross of Jesus Christ will never be replaced. It doesn't need to be replaced, and, it, and it, it can never be replaced. It is the old cross still. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's triumph, let us tell. Hallelujah for the cross. It'll never suffer. It'll never suffer loss. Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the cross is the wisdom of God. The cross is the power of God. And we're going to call your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll look at verses 17. And we'll look at through verse uh, chapter 2 and verse 5. We'll not touch every verse, and aren't you glad? But we're going to use that for our text, and we'll do that to, to, for the glory of the Lord. I was listening to the news the other day, and Warren uh, Buffett, he spoke to a college group. And he said, you need four words to be happy. And these four words are, are this, do what makes you happy. Do what you love, excuse me. Do what you love. And I said, I've got four words better than that. The cross of Christ. You, today, yesterday, and forever. Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wrote the church at Corinth. And he wrote the church at Corinth because the church at Corinth had all kind of problems. They had divisions in that church. They had difficulties in that church. They had people that were not getting along at all in that church. And Paul wrote to uh, that church to straighten them out. Uh, and he said, this is what's going to take place. He said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. In chapter 2 and verse number 2, you can look at it. I, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He wrote to that church to, to help that church out. He said, the only thing you need is the cross of Christ. I want to say this. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ 
is that which can straighten us out now and keep us straight in the future and, and take us straight to heaven in the future. The cross of Jesus is the, is the only answer for, for God's people. And thank God. We look at the cross and we see God's wisdom. We'll look at the cross and we'll see God's power. Let me begin reading at verse 17 of chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. Paul said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse number 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now the Jews require a sign. The uh, Greeks seek after wisdom. We preach Christ crucified unto, unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the uh, Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jew and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than man. Thank God. Listen, the, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ answers every situation you will ever face. Number one, the greatest need you have is to be born again. You have to be saved by the grace of God. And you're saved no other way than coming to the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Why, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am praising God all the day. How about you? Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It stands, in the, in the cross is the, uh, the shadow that I take my, my resting place in the shadow of the cross. And thank God that we can do just that. Listen, the wisdom of God answers every question connected to life and living. When I think about the, uh, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I think about the wisdom that comes there, he said, the cross is the wisdom of God. <laughs> the cross is the power of God. I'm jumping away ahead of myself, but uh, if I don't get to the end of my message, this is what I would say, challenge you and me. If I had a piece of paper, I could draw a line straight down the middle, and I would put on this side, the cross, the wisdom of God, the cross, the power of God. And I would take any problem I'd ever face, ever think about, face, ever imagine that I might face, and I can take it and put it under the wisdom of God or the power of God, and it's the cross of Jesus Christ, and it'll be taken care of. I'm taking everything. Did I say everything? Everything. There's not one inty bitty teeny weeny little thing, no matter how little it might be, no matter how big it might be, that God can't take care of it and is taken care of at the cross. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for what he has done for us. Now, one fellow one time, I was at Bible college, and this fellow, he was leading the song, The Old Rugged Cross. He made this statement before he, he started leading the song. He said, really, I'm, uh, he said, I'm not really crazy about the Old Rugged Cross song. And he said, the reason why, he said, because it takes, it makes too much of the cross and not enough of Christ. Well, I've read, I've read that song, The Old Rugged Cross, and I've never heard, uh, come up with that conclusion at all. You know, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> I love that old cross for the dearest and the best. You can't separate the cross from Christ and Christ from the cross. There's no such thing in the Christian life as a, as a crossless Christ. He went to the cross 
paid our sin debt on the cross. Someone said, well, the cross is empty. Mm-hmm. It is finished. He took care of the job there on the cross of Calvary. And the grave's empty. Mm-hmm. But the heaven's sure full. And it all points back to the cross. What Jesus has done for us. Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we think about who I am and where I, why am I here and where will I be in the future. Listen, the cross answers those questions in full and total. You can go every detail. I'm be 76 in a couple of weeks. And um, you know what? I've been saved since May 1969. And the longer I live, the more I live. The cross, the cross, the cross of Christ. Troubles come. Heartaches come. The cross is the anchor for the soul. There's a, there's a cross uh, uh, thrown into one of the, the uh, great lakes. It's pretty near Chicago. I'm not sure of the lake. If I call it, I'll call it the wrong lake. But the cross was thrown into the lake there near, Chicago, in, near the city of Chicago. But it's only visible... When the ice comes and the, and the, the lake begins to freeze, then you can see that, that cross there. And I thought about, you know, the hard times of life, the tough times of life, the cold times of life. That's when we need the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we see it. Thank God for the cross. It, listen, it'll never lose its power till every, every, all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Thank God. Yeah, we, we're talking about the blood. This fellow sang that a while ago. You know, Jesus shed his blood. Hey, uh, here's something, an amazing thing. Jesus told the people around him, he said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down that I might take it up again. Thank God. He was in charge. <laughs> he, on the cross, he thought, the, oh, the Romans may have thought they were in charge. The Jews who said, will not have this man to rule over us. They may have thought they were in charge. No, no, no. The Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, the God Almighty in charge. Listen, there's not any circumstance any, uh, in any part of the world, wherever you might find yourself, that the cross is not the anchor for the soul. Thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There is a precious fountain. It's free to all, a healing stream. And I'll tell you what it is, flows from Calvary's mountain. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast. Save in the death of Christ my God, all the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. No wonder Isaac Watts wrote the father of English hymn, and he wrote that song, and he wrote a very beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, uh, Charles, Charles Wesley told uh, uh, him one time, he said, um, he said, you know what, Isaac? He said, I, I would have given up every song I've ever written if I could have written when I surveyed the wondrous cross. Oh, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, love so amazing and so divine, why it demands my soul and my life and my all. Thank God, thank God for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us there. Listen, the, the wisdom of God and the cross is the wisdom of God. It answers every question, that situation connected to life and living. And I'll tell you something else, the the cross is the power of God. It can conquer any problem you will ever face. It's the power of God. It's the dunamis, the dynamite of God. Thank God. Every problem in life has a sin connection. You can mark that one down. If you sin, I, if sin has to be taken care of. Sin needs to be taken care of. It must be taken care of. And thank God, thank God for the cross. A little, little more of some of the cross medley songs here. I like just some of the particular verses. Uh, Calvary covers it all. I like that. 
my, sin, my past with the sin, the stain, my guilt and despair, Jesus took on him there. You know why? Because Calvary covers it all. It's not a thing that the Lord Jesus Christ hasn't conquered all the way. You might not know this, but the song, It Is Well With My Soul, you may not know that one verse of that song says this, and I love it. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. I ask you this question. Is it well with your soul today? Have you been to Calvary? Have you been to Calvary and seen the Lord Jesus taking your place there? Now, I'm, I mean... <laughs> Dear people, God help you and God help me, the cross of the Lord Jesus. God shows his love for sinners on the cross. Someone said, if you want to know how much God hates sin, go to Calvary. You want to know how much God loves the sinner? Go to Calvary. Calvary covers it all, my past with his sin and stain, my guilt and despair. Jesus took on him there, and Calvary covers it all. Thank God it does. Past, present, and future. Thank the Lord for his wonderful and marvelous and marvelous and marvelous grace. God shows his love for sinners, love unquenchable, mercy unstoppable, grace unlimited, and hope undiminished. Hallelujah for the cross. What a, what a glory. I mean, folks, the cross. Now, we have one up in the, the lights here. And so every time you come in, you're going to see a cross uh, there lit up. Uh, and it reminds us again what Jesus did for us. He died on that cross, and uh, he paid our sin debt there. And thank God that he did. But I like something else. Jesus not only shows uh, his love for sinners, he showcases his saints. If you see verses 26 through 31, Matter of fact, God, he takes the weak, which the world would disdain. He takes that which the world would, would, would look at it with, uh, with disgust. He brings them and makes them trophies of his wonderful grace. And it's all because of the cross, the cross of Calvary. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever, till my ransomed soul shall find rest beyond the river. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the other Wednesday night or Sunday night, uh, the group was playing that song. Maybe, okay, I can't remember. But I think, in the cross, in the cross, they were playing it. And I thought, how beautiful, how beautiful that is. Uh, I was telling uh, uh, Austin, they, was, they were singing last night, and one verse, one, I guess verse, or probably just a, a liner of that song they were singing, uh, uh, I, I've, I've come by the way of the cross. You know what? There's no other way but this. I'll never get sight of the gates of light at the way of the cross I miss. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. <laughs> Have you been to the Calvary with the witness of the word? Oh, my dear person. And the Lord Jesus, he just showcases his saints. The cross is the anchor for the soul. <laughs> the cross uh, of Christ is the only way for salvation. I like what Austin said about in that song. It talks about the thief uh, that uh, went to, with paradise the very same day that Jesus said, today will be with me in paradise. He said that that, uh, uh, that, that thief couldn't do, do anything. Only thing he could do was just simply believe and trust Jesus. He looked to the, looked to the man on the cross, the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Remember me when you come into your kingdom. <laughs> today you'll be with me in paradise. Thank God for the cross, the cross of Calvary. How wonderful, how beautiful indeed. The cross is the way of salvation. 
Well, I like this. The cross is a way for the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the, 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 the uh, dumb to speak, the, the lame to walk. The cross is, is life, life eternal. Ron Hamilton uh, went through a lot of physical difficulties. He wrote a song, Rejoice in the Lord. Uh, but he says, now I can see testing come from above. He strengthens his servants and purges in love. And then uh, one verse says, I could not see through the shadows ahead. So I looked at the cross of my Savior instead. I bowed to the will of my, the master that day. Peace came and tears fled away. So rejoice in the Lord. He makes no mistake. He knoweth the end of each path that I take. When I'm tried, thank God, and purified, I shall come forth as gold. Hallelujah for the cross. Hallelujah. Great, great, great cross. Now, we talked a little bit about the work of the, of the cross uh, of, of Jesus. Let's talk just briefly and come and about the words of, the, uh, of Jesus from the cross. And you think about it, uh, seven words, he spoke seven is a number of completion uh, in the Bible. And uh, so seven words were spoken from the cross. One, first one was, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Aren't you glad he said that? I'm, I'm, I'm forgiven because of that, and so are you. And so should we who have been forgiven forgive others. It teaches us how to forgive, unlimited forgiveness. Thank God for that. And then he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That's ever-living hope, <laughs> everlasting hope to the repentant thief, hope and comfort and the promise of heaven. Hallelujah. And then I like what he said this. He said, woman, you behold your son, John. John, here's, look at Mary. She's your mother. You know what? In, in dying, Jesus, loved, he took care of the family. Uh, what family problem do you have? And don't tell me you don't have them because everybody does. <laughs> Or whatever that family problem is, I can tell you what, Jesus will take care of it. The cross of Calvary. Come to the cross. Listen to what Jesus said. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And I'll tell you what, he, he loves the family, and he'll take care of the family. Thank God. And that you might call that just for unfailing love for sure. And then we never understand these words. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Three hours of total darkness from noon to three o'clock. Darkness. Darkness. Why? Jesus, the pure, spotless Son of God, became sin for the world. He took your sin, my sin, the sin of the world upon himself there. My sin. And then we go back to that, that, that uh, it is well with my soul, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. That my sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. And then after that, he said, I thirst. Soul suffer an offering for sin. How to suffer deep need in Jesus. You think of that after suffering the sins of the world. We can't comprehend it. Impossible to comprehend it. Jesus, the God-man, taking our place on the cross and dying in our stead. Suffering such deep, deep, deep uh, 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 suffering. And then, after he said, I thirst, I love this. It is finished. This old preacher one time said, he said, I'm glad he didn't say I'm finished. <laughs> he said, it is finished. 
Uh, so thank God for that. So uh, how to finish the most difficult of jobs. Sometimes jobs come I don't particularly care for, and, and they don't mount a hill of beans in a dry season, really, when it comes right down to it. But how to, the most difficult that you might think you're going to face, listen, go to the end, finish it. Remember Jesus, it is finished. Then I love this sweet surrender, <laughs> absolute victory. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. I mean... <laughs> How do we die to leave this world for heaven? It tells you how to do it. How to die. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Thank God. Thank God for his wonderful grace. Now I go back to this. If I could take a sheet of paper and I could put on this side, the cross of Christ is the wisdom of God. Come over here, the cross of Christ, the power of God, and take everything that I might ever Face, ever think about facing, whether it's finances, family, uh, suffering, uh, uh, health-wise, whatever it might be, in life, whatever it might come my way, all the loss you might have, I'll tell you one thing, Jesus Christ will take care of it, and, and if, the, if the wisdom of God will answer it, and the power of God will meet it. And it's the cross of Calvary. Yeah. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. I pray indeed that you know Jesus. I pray you've been to Calvary. <laughs> this one old, older preacher, and I'm closing, this older preacher said this. He said, he liked to sing this song, Calvary Covers It All. So every time Dr. Billy Martin used to come and ha have these prayer advances, he'd asked this brother, said, would you sing? He said, I don't, now don't tell me. I know what you want me to sing. He said, right. Calvary covers it all. And he, said, he was singing, deep bass voice, Calvary covers it all. My past with his sin and his stain, my guilt and despair, Jesus took on him there. You know what? Calvary covers it all. Thank God for the cross. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you today for the cross of Calvary. Thank you that Jesus willingly took our place and died there in our stead, that we might be loose from our sins and set free. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you. And we don't know how to thank you enough, but thank you that we do have victory. It is victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. And we, we just rejoice in that wonderful, wonderful truth. So I pray again that you'll just remind us in unit fresh that the center of our lives should be the cross. The circumference of our lives should be the cross of Calvary. We love you, and we thank you for what you've done for us at the cross. Keep us near to you. Help us to wait on you and to serve you honorably. Speak to any heart here without Christ today. We don't know the hearts of anyone, but you know the hearts of everyone. And if you spoke to that heart and they will yield themselves and say, I'm going to take Jesus as my Savior. I'm coming by the way of the cross. And I pray they would do that. Pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.